So, um, we have a new logo. We do have a new logo. And I'm a little disappointed in 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 the internet today because I changed my avatar to a, a pic of our new logo and I got nary a single response. Not a one. I, I saw it. I was waiting to comment until we got on the podcast. So, uh, can we talk for a second first about... You, what I just heard there, you uh, you did something a little bit different with the with the opener. I did, yeah. We're changing shit up, man. Yeah, it's out this, across the board. This is number forty. We're changing it up. We're wow. keeping it fresh and real, and and like on the streets and other things that I don't fully understand. But and, yeah, we're changing stuff. And new by logo and by fr- intro and by fresh intro, you mean uh, pre-recorded, so it's the same thing every time. It's exactly the same. <laughs> Not only is it exactly the same every time, it's pretty much exactly the same as it was before. I just don't have to do it anymore. 60% of the time, it sounds good 100%, 100% of the time. 100% of the time. Uh, okay, so that uh, housekeeping out of the way. Uh, logo. Is the logo official? Is it across the interwebs on our... Because uh, I don't see it in iTunes. Well, as we're recording right this moment, no. Oh, okay. But... <laughs> but by the time you get it edited and posted, yes. By the time I have it edited, by the time this gets in your ear holes, okay. people, you Excellent. should have the new logo in your eye holes. Excellent. Well, there you go. From from yeah. from ears to eyes in 2.2. Yep. It's, that's how I like to do things. <laughs> and, and, and such. Uh, yes. Um, yeah, uh, it was surprisingly a lot of work the uh the new logo turns out it, it's it's not easy to to match faces to other faces but <laughs> made it work sort of kind of hey, you know and i and i appreciate it and i'll take this uh opportunity in this public somewhat public forum <laughs> with the, the many of. listeners we have uh to say thank you nicholas because i think it was uh i think it's needed i think that uh, while i very much enjoyed uh appreciated uh and loved our our first podcast logo. I think it, it spoke a lot of us about our, the innocence of, of our podcast and where we, where we started and, and our love of puppies. But, uh, but mm-hmm. we've come a long way since then. And it's, yeah, we have, I mean, I still love puppies. Yes. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I'm so, I'm sorry. If, if, if that previous statement, uh, inferred in any level that I do not still love puppies or any time stopped loving puppies, I apologize. They're not mutually exclusive. No, clearly not. We can still love puppies. They are mutually inclusive. But now we're sharing a, a scooter ride. Yeah, you know, I think it's uh, the symbolic journey, if you will. You know, that, yes. that we're that we're on together. Uh, it's not at all just a really funny picture we found in a movie and liked and just decided to put our faces on. There you go. I wonder. It has meaning. I wonder if uh, some of our listeners will be able to discern, if you will. Uh, where we got this this uh, picture from? So I'll be interested to see if uh, if uh, some uh, some uh, responses come across the the Twitterverse. I, I would be I would be both disappointed and and not entirely surprised if nobody got it. Just because there there isn't a whole lot left that's super identifiable. But if you know the movie, then it shouldn't be that hard. There you go. Just pretend instead of our faces, it's somebody else's faces. 
Okay. I don't know where I'm going with that. But, that's um, that step one, cut a hole in the box? Cut a hole in the box. Yeah. And um, I will also put a link to the Dropler page where I have the new logo saved. In case you can't see it in your in your pod catcher of choice, I will put a link to the to the logo so that you can go see it if it's not updated yet. So um, I do want to say that um, I used the excellent Pixelmator to make this logo and my vast Pixelmator Mator, Mator skills, um, which I've, I am self-taught, obviously. I mean, it's it's apparent. I'm self-taught. Um, and what else did I use? I used Is that, do you have that on your resume? Like uh, self, you know, when people say like self-made millionaire, you're like a self-taught self, Pixelmator. Autodidact Pixelmator user. Um, lover of pens. Lover of pens. And fine, uh, and fine scotch. Mm. Mater of pixels. We'll have to have a podcast one time or an episode where we talk about what you want on your tombstone. <laughs> oh, that's an excellent question. Uh, that might be a three-parter. Um, but you're not allowed to write it like like someone else. Oh, someone else. No, would, it someone be, else. It would have to be from someone else's perspective. It would be much much better and funnier if somebody else wrote it. There you go. Um, so yeah, I used Pixelmator and I used what else did I use to make this thing? I don't fucking know. Oh, you know what? I used photo booth because I had to take a new picture of myself. Like you do. I have surprisingly few pictures of myself. You you took a picture for yourself for the logo. Yeah. Wow. That's how you got it to look so good. I was I was wondering how so you good. I, well, I was so wondering good. how you. Well, just the ac- relative. I, I guess term. the action, right? The the wind swept look that we were yeah. trying to go for. You really yeah. captured that, and I was like, he actually had a picture that had him doing that. It, it did take a, all of my acting skills, in addition <laughs> to all my Pixelmator skills. I wish there was a camera on you while you were take, using a camera on, you know, taking that picture oh, of you. Oh, I should have taken, like, a behind-the-scenes making-of shot yeah. while I, yeah. And then we could have included that in our, like, one-year anniversary box set. It'd be, like, behind the behind the candelabra, behind. you know? <laughs> it's one of the special features. Is that the name of our... Of our <laughs> I don't know. I still haven't seen it. It's on my DVR. <laughs> Uh, um, no, I have not seen behind the candelabra. So, so we have, we have, as we said, a new logo, new intro. Um, we almost had new music, but I got really frustrated, so we don't have new music. Mm. And and I kind of like the old music. It's you know, it's a, it is what it is. It's part Unless of it's I'm, part of, it's part of us now. It's uh, it's assimilated. Yeah. It's been assimilated the, into us. The new Garage Band doesn't have any good music like the old one does. So. Mm. New Garage Band, same as the old Garage Band. Except worse. Except worse. Yeah. In every way. So, yeah. Pretty much. So, there you go. That's what you get for a free update. That's what you get. (laughs) (laughs) It's free equals worse. Um, (laughs) So, I guess we ought to get into some news and follow-up, shall we? You know what? Maybe maybe that sounds lovely. Maybe it does. Let's do it. Have you watched any of the the Almost Human? You know what? I have watched Almost Human. I actually watched the... I guess you put on the uh, old agenda there on the docket... That there was uh, three. Ep- is there three episodes? Is, yeah, like, I originally put four because I can't do math, and then okay. I put three. Well, I, I was told there would be no math on this podcast, so we're good. Um, there's, a, there's a test at the end, but there's no math. <laughs> uh, so I watched the latest episode just now, like in the last hour or so. Oh um, wow! Okay, so, so that's fresh in the, so that's the third. Mind. That's the third episode, correct? Yes. Okay. So yes, I, I I have I have one and two word synopses of each episode if you would like. Uh sure. Okay. Uh episode 1, intro. Ooh, okay. Make, episode make, 2. Makes sense. Makes sense. It's short, yeah. short sweet, but it's to the point. 
Exactly. Episode two, Android Horrors. Right, because of the sex bots. Yep. And episode three, Futuristic Heist. Mm. Gotcha. Uh, I didn't love this last episode. It wasn't great. No, I, th- I think the one redeeming factor was just the connect, the starting to see some connection there between the the, the partners uh, with some yes. little tips and you know things that he's telling him to do that he's doing and stories and stuff like that, uh, and him fixing him and all that all that jazz. But Can't uh, with the bubble gum. <laughs> but but didn't didn't love it. Lo- yeah, really it enjoyed the first two great. episodes. Didn't love the third one. The third one just kind of felt to me like, hey, what happens? You know, they're sitting around the table writing episodes. And they're like, hey, what about this? Okay, we'll do an episode about that. And it has didn't really further the the broader story. It was just kind of right. It's your. There. It's the. I always go back to X Files as the. You know, it's kind of the the monster of the week. Yeah, you know, you it got, very much felt like that. You got your monster of the week story, and uh, then you have your 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 secondary story, your overarching plot, the, this whole conspiracy and all that stuff for for this this show in particular. Uh, and this was uh, very much a monster of the week. With surprisingly no, I mean, even with them in a monster of the week story, you usually see a little bit of a tease somewhere to kind of link back to. Uh, the greater story to keep you invested. Nope, didn't didn't feel the need to not do that. This time. Nope, no, nope, we're good, we're good. Just, just, just this Who story. Needs that? Don't need that. That's not the whole reason why you're watching. Just, just uh, tune in for uh, a couple of cool cameos from uh, a guy that was on Justified and uh, the yeah, that's and, right. and Brock's mom from Breaking Bad. Brock's mom from Breaking Bad. Yeah. Oh right, 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 right. She yes. was she was Paige, the uh she was the, the, the sister of the yes. sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that she he talks to on the phone. Hang in there, Paige. There, We're on our way. There you go. So to sum up, because uh, we kinda glossed over it, uh it's Carl Urban as Detective John Kennix, which is kind of a weird name, but okay. We won't give a, we won't give away some uh details about his real name. I'll let you let you watch the show to find that out. Yeah. Uh, Detective John Kinnick's human. Uh, Michael. <laughs> does, that, does that go on as like, is that like now in the future instead of junior it's, and senior or like the third? Yeah, it says it's like, on his comma, business card. comma human. <laughs> yeah. Comma human. Michael Ely, I guess that's how he pronounces it, as Dorian robot. Uh, and I'm super excited that uh, Mackenzie Crook is in it as Rudy. I love Mackenzie Crook. Oh, okay. Uh,. The geeky guy, the nerd, oh. the obligatory nerd. Is that Mackenzie Crook? He was in the original British Office. He was in all the um, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. That's movies. who I recognize the dude him with from. The eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paulay. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> he's yeah. the guy with the eye that yeah, keeps popping. Yeah, yeah. Out. I thought I recognized him. Yeah, he's okay. super cool. Yeah, he's funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, other oh, than hey, hey, you, you forget, you forget. Oh, my, sorry. my favorite, Minka Kelly. Yes, yes, Lila Garrity from Friday Night Lights. It only, it only I even had it written down. It only took her like you did have it nice. It only took her like four down. years to find another show to to get onto. But uh, she was uh, very nice, and uh, I enjoy her very much. I mean, it, she's doing a great job. Yeah, I mean, she's obviously there for obvious yeah. reasons. Um, there, as of yet, there's not a whole lot to her. <laughs> yeah, right. She's very one dimensional. But that, that like, one dimension, holy shit. They've given her a name, but it might as well be other police person. Do, did they give her a first name? Because I always I have no idea. I, I, I don't care. Um, but yeah, she's a great addition to the team. She's a great addition to the team. She's and she's the captain, the captain who was. Uh, uh, where have I seen her before? She was in. She was the best friend in Say Anything. 
Uh, so where have I seen her before? Uh, she was in High Fidelity. No, you didn't see I'm gonna, her. I'm going to ask one more time. <laughs> I, do you know how long it's been since I've seen High Fidelity? Like, since it came out. Oh, okay. Well, that we should. Uh, that is something we shall have to remedy. Because High Fidelity a is a very, very nice film. Good movie. Uh, it, I, it, I is, it is a good. It is a good film, and I think it's very underrated. Great performance by Jack Black as well. <laughs> I love Jack in Black. That. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, Lily Taylor. Mm-hmm. Let me see. She is also in. Ran- she was in Ransom. Um, what would you have Ransom. seen her in? Uh, I'm trying to look here. Public Enemies. I didn't see that. Uh, I wanted to see that, but I haven't seen it. Uh, don't. Uh, I heard it was She bad. was in Six Feet Under, but I never saw that. I never saw that. Uh, I know the guy from Dexter's in that. Right. Yes, you're correct on that. Um, <laughs> that's really her big... Uh, she was on One Year of Mad About You. I know how much you loved that oh. show. No. So I don't know. You'll have to you'll have to uh, peruse the IMDb on your own. I have to assume something because she looks very familiar. Well, she has been an actor for a number of years, so the likelihood that uh, something she starred oh Mystic Pizza. Did you mm-hmm. see Mystic Pizza? No, no. I don't know how many British movies she was in, so uh, <laughs> that, that could limit that could limit the scope. You know of, me very well of your uh, of your viewing, but. Uh, <laughs> There you go. So yeah, you, I like her. Feel free to feel free to look at uh, IMDb on your own time. Stop, totally. stop wasting listeners' time. Seriously, because um, because we never waste any listeners' time on this podcast. <laughs> um, so uh, my I guess verdict so far is I like it. This last episode wasn't great, but the first two were really good, and I'm going to keep watching it at least for a while. Yeah, they get uh, the first two episodes. Uh, they get a pass on on number three. Yeah. I'm gonna watch the. I'm probably gonna watch the whole first season. I, it's an intriguing premise. Uh, I mean, if they start going to the monster of the week, the bad guy of the week, then I might have a problem. But right. as long as they keep the story moving, that's I'll be, I'll be good. That was my issue with. I don't know. Did you ever watch the show? It's still on. It's been on for a couple of seasons now. It's called Person of Interest. It was with no. uh, Ben from Lost, and hmm. he, and he was and it, I saw a commercial and then, for it, I think. and Jim Caviezel. The pa- ah Jesus pa- yeah Passion of the Christ so um, I saw that in the theater so it was an interesting premise and wow that's a whole other podcast uh, yeah I know right an interesting premise the so the Ben is I guess this philanthropist guy who has all these it's all about like there are cameras everywhere and you can pick up and find people and do all this stuff and uh, it was really interesting and they had this really cool backstory about how his character got to where he was and all this stuff but then it just ended up turning into a monster of the week like a case of the yeah. week kind of story and i just got so bored with it i stopped watching it and it's still on now but i couldn't ever get into it because they would never they would have this really kick-ass part of the show where they explain something and then they wouldn't do anything for like four more episodes uh, and did you ever watch alcatraz yeah i liked alcatraz yeah, I did. I liked the idea of it. And I liked the actors, and the girl was really cute. Mm-hmm. But um, because you know that's what I'm interested in. And, but, and uh, Sam fucking Neil. Yeah, Sam Neil Hurley, like uh, all good actors. Cool show. Oh, um, Juice was in it too. He was in an episode. And the um, and the vacuum cleaner guy from Break, the, from Breaking Bad. <laughs> oh right. Uh, yeah, the guy who was in uh, Jackie Brown. I can never remember his name. I don't know. Um, but uh. Good show, but it was just like, okay, there's another guy that came from Alcatraz. They're going to go find him. Right. 
was like, oh, I'm so bored. Yeah, well, so, and then it got canceled. So uh, yeah. you can see, hopefully it doesn't go down this rabbit hole, but uh, these first two episodes, I like it. You know, it's yep. kind of like uh, it's iRobot meets Blade Runner. Um, so many Blade Runner references. It's, you know so what? That's okay. That's, that's, oh, I that's love okay. it. Yeah. Uh, I think in a good way. There was also a very, very good Han Solo reference in this last episode. Really? Yes. I missed that. When he uh, when he's walking up the stairwell and he like pretends that his phone's cutting out and he hangs up on the, oh, on the captain. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Very excellent Han Solo reference there. Um, uh, so yeah, so so I yeah. like Almost Human. I think it gets the Aircom Pod stamp of approval. Stamp. Uh, I think it's worth a watch. I think it's a it's an interesting show. I mean, it's definitely not like anything that's on television right now. Yeah, and, uh, and it is on Hulu, so you can watch it on Hulu. You don't have to flip over to the cable box. And uh, Carl Urban's Easy on the Eyes, even with only, even with only one leg. I, <laughs> spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! You put a little olive oil on that bad there boy. There you it's go, just, just like now. He is a good-looking fella. Mm. Mm. So there you go, almost human, wrapped up in a bow. Go see it. Go watch it. I like it. So, uh, so shall we continue on this TV theme? Yeah. What do we got, sir? Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no, no, yeah, yeah. no, 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 so don't do it. I was wrong. Don't do I it. I was wrong. No, you I weren't. Wrong. You weren't. You think you were wrong. I'm a man, and I'm a gentleman, and I can admit when I'm wrong, and I was wrong. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is a funny show. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Oh, my God. I've been watching it. I've watched every episode. It's funny. You know, you sound like, you sound like a friend of the show... Listener Katie from Chesapeake talking about the Mindy Project. That's what you sound like right now. It's really funny. Really fun. It's really funny. Okay. Well, I think it's funny. I must tell, have been. Tell me why. Th- tell me why. Only thing I can think of is that I was in a really bad mood when I watched it. Okay. Okay. So, and to be fair, have you only watched the first episode? Yes. Uh, first episode was not the funniest episode. Mm. There was, it was kind of goofy. Yep. And way over the top trying to introduce characters and stuff. But... Once it got past that, like, it's just been funny, funny, funny. Just Andy okay. Samberg? Entire, no. entire cast funny? The whole cast is funny. Andre Brower might be the funniest part of the show. Uh, he's who again? He's the captain, like the straight arrow, straight lace captain. He was in Superbad? Was he in Superbad? Yeah, wasn't he the... Andre Brower's been in everything. Was he's it, been in he, tons of stuff. Did you see Superbad? He was like the guy in the car. Yeah, he, was, he was the guy in the car that was... They were trying to take his car or something. I don't remember. Anyway. Maybe. I can't remember that. Okay. But, okay, so you got Andre Brower. He's the captain. You got Andy Samberg. He's like the main detective guy. You got Joe Latrugio. I don't know how to pronounce his name. He's freaking hilarious as like this like bumbling, super sensitive, like, but really funny detective and like there's uh, I guess about six or eight different cast members they're all funny as crap man they're really funny um, but here's the best part okay not this past week's episode not this ep- week's episode but the week last week was episode nine Sal's Pizza okay in which Sal's Pizza according to Detective Boyle the eighth best pizza place in the precinct burns down to the ground and Andy Samberg gets in a pissing match over the fire marshal about who's going to investigate it. Guess who plays the fire marshal? Adam Sandler. All right. No. Patton Oswalt. Oh, okay. Uh, stay frosty. Yes. Instead of a, instead of a cop, he's a fire marshal and he's hilarious. Okay. There you go. 
It's a funny show. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Maybe I'll watch it someday. Someday. You know what though? Here's the thing. I, when I when I went back to rewatch it, I watched the first. I guess it was the first nine episodes, mm-hmm. or maybe eight episodes, all right, all in a row. Yeah, so, I mean that's that is yeah, nice that it makes a difference. Twenty two minutes and you've got the show done. Yeah, and especially if you watch it on Hulu. Yup. I like it. All right, man. What can I say? Well, thank you for uh, revisiting this for our listeners and and giving it your approval. I'm a gentleman. I will admit when I'm wrong, and I was wrong. All right. Well, it it seems to be doing well with uh, in the ratings, right? Yeah, I think so. The, the people, the I mean, people have spoken, and I don't read the trades, but <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. The latest issue of Variety had a had a, had a wonderful <laughs> article on on, on Brooklyn Nine Nine. I don't know what the share was this past week. Nah. All right, so I know that share is a thing. I don't know. Go, uh, yeah, not just uh, not just a really bad singer. Wow! If I could turn back time, that's what happens. I'm leaving enough audio for me to put that at the front. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Okay. So I guess we're done with TV. Shall we, are we, shall we move are along? Are we ever really done with television? No, not us. It's a it's a revolving door, if you will. A pen, hmm. a pendulum that constantly swings hmm. back and to the left. Wait, is it a revolving door or is it a pendulum? Back and to the left. It's Kennedy's head? Back and to the left. Speaking of Kennedy, have you seen Parkland? Kennedy died, speaking of Kennedy. Kennedy did, spoiler alert, Kennedy, Kennedy died, died since our last podcast. He did. He did. I mean, the, and the, I shouldn't be laughing, but he did. Fifty years um, ago, he died in between our two podcasts. Have you seen the movie Parkland with um, uh, who else in it? No, a lot of famous people. No, um, it's good. It's about like the people around the Kennedy assassination, like Zapruder, and um, what's and what's that fucker up to in these days? He's dead. Oh, okay, that sucks. Oswald's um um. Brother and widow are still alive, though. Oh, I didn't know Oswald had a brother. Yep, there you go. Yep, yep. yep. I'm sure his kids are. Um, I'm sure his kids are still alive. So anyway, I think he only had one kid. Did he have more? Than I thought one he kid? had two daughters. I know he had at least one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think it was two. Um, I wonder if they changed their names. Um, wow. So anyway, Parkland, I saw, and I wouldn't call it an excellent movie, but it's definitely worth a watch. It's like if it's, if especially if you're like interested in like the details about what happened afterwards, like, you know, the timeline of them taking him to the hospital and finding the film and all this stuff. It's, it's kind of interesting. So I rented it and, and I liked it. So or is this a recent film? Yeah. It came out, I don't know, maybe a couple months ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Pretty recent. Yeah. Lots of, lots of stuff coming out recently. Uh, lots right? of doc- keeps documentaries and, uh, TV shows about the, Kennedy assassination. Yes, I've seen. I've watched a whole bunch of them. So there you go. Kennedy is uh, is dead. He's still dead. Still dead. Fifty years later. Still don't know, still later. know what the hell happened. Still dead. Um. Okay. So that was a nice little uplifting moment for us. You think you think Oswald did it? Think he acted alone? Yeah. Really? Well, I don't know about completely alone, but yeah, I think he did it. I. Okay. I mean, I I don't doubt that he was there. But <laughs> I know this much. I re- we're not going to solve it tonight. I really don't think that. Yeah, I, I agree with you that we're not going to solve it tonight. But I heard a really interesting theory that the 
It was actually the secret one of the secret service agents that fired the kill shot, like on accident, an accident in response to the fi- all the other gunshots, and he his rifle went off or his gun went off. Uh, I don't know. Awkward. Yeah, really awkward, especially when you look at the <laughs> the trajectory of all the bullets or whatever. There's just absolutely one no way that those bullets could all just be fired from the same gun in that depository and two there's no reason why if it was just him in that depository he would have waited and take taken that shot on that second road when he could have taken the first shot going straight on and had an easier much easier shot it wouldn't have taken three shots or whatever it was anyway i am am as i get older uh getting a, a little less disenfranchised about the whole conspiracy theory with the mob and cia and all that stuff but uh Something just ain't right, buddy. Something just ain't right. <laughs> that dog don't hunt. <laughs> Something just ain't right. And we'll and we'll leave it at that because this that is a that is a discussion for another time and and probably another podcast. Yeah, it uh, is another podcast show, I should say. So so <laughs> anyway, moving right along as we do. Yeah. Did you um Did you hear about this thing that I bought? This thing that you bought. Oh, uh, yes. You purchased. You waited in line overnight uh, and bought <laughs> the Surface Two. <laughs> you're right. You're I right. got a picture you're of right, it. You're right. I got a picture of it. It happened. If I have a picture of it, it means it happened. It's got a clicky keyboard and um, uh, no, I've never even seen a Surface 2. No, I got myself uh, an iPad mini mini with retina display. Was this an uh, early Christmas present? Yeah, you could call it that. Or just I want it and I'm going to get it. Uh, it was I want it, I'm going to get it, and I had an iPad 2 that uh, was severely showing some age. Gosh. Yeah. Dark ages. So, Dark ages. So I think I said before, and it's still true, I was going to get the 32 gigabyte Wi-Fi only in the space gray. That's what I got. Um, I'm not going to go crazy about it. I gotta, I'll got put a link in the show notes to uh, a review of the iPad mini that's probably better than anything I could say. But um, it's really, really good. It doesn't have any lag. It runs every app I throw at it. Uh, really fast, um, absolutely gorgeous display. The text looks great in everything. Uh, comics and Comicsology and in, in um, uh, what's the other one I used? Uh, crap, I can't remember. But comics look really great on it. Um, the only problem I have with it is that iOS seven is still buggy and crashy, and that's on my phone. That's on the iPad. That's all over the place. So. Hopefully they fix that. But I'm going to put a link to the review. Um, But, I mean, it's really good. I really like it. So if you are in the market, get one. It's really nice. So what do you say you use that primarily for, say, like 80% of the time, your iPad mini? What do you you Um, find yourself utilizing that device for? uh, I use TweetBot a lot on it, even though it's the old TweetBot. Don't even get me started there. Yeah. Um, I use Reader a lot on it to do my RSS. Um, I watch movies on it. I read a lot of comics on it. I read a lot of web pages on it. You know, just reading and watching and consuming. And you love it. You love it. I love it. It's excellent. I find myself reaching for that way more often than my phone, which it was the exact opposite of that uh, when I was using the iPad too. T- so, talk to me about the size. How are you liking the smaller size? It's, it's is it working well me, with what you're using it for? For me, it's absolutely perfect. It's lightweight. I can I can literally literally stick it in the back pocket of my jeans. 
Hmm. But yet it's big enough that the screen looks really nice. Videos look good on it. Um, compared to the iPad 2, which we still have. It's, my daughter's using it now. It's it's like picking up um, like a modern LCD television versus picking up an old like CRT television with like the glass tube in it. Like that's the difference in weight. It feels so much lighter and and just easier to carry around. It's not a burden like carrying around a big full sized iPad can be. Well, good, um, and I love it. So uh, so happiness uh, rains down from above. That's right. There we go. Boom. Good. I'm happy for you, buddy. You you've been yeah, you've been waiting for that for a while. You you know we kept uh, you know I, I joked uh, and uh, I poked fun. Um, with you about the uh, oh, is it going to be a Retina Mini? Is it da 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 da? At all these different yeah. updates, and you finally uh, the gods answered your prayers. The Apple gods. Yeah. And well, I mean, we thought it, it before it came out, before it was announced. Like we have thought, you know, okay, it could go Retina, but you know, we didn't know it was going to have the A7 in it and be as fast and and everything as it is. And I mean, it's basically the same as the full size iPad Air, just in a smaller body. And it's it's excellent. I just I, I don't ha- I can't find anything wrong with it. So all right, well, awesome. Boom. Moving right along. So we've got some uh, some baseball news, minor baseball news, but baseball news. You always find a way. I always find a way to work in some baseball news, especially when it has to do with my favorite baseball player, Mr. Dustin Pedroia, friend of the show, Dustin Pedroia. <laughs> Yes, friend of the show. I remember. It seems like only yesterday when he came on and uh, and talked to us about him signing his contract extension with the Red Sox. That, that was a big get for us. That interview It was a banner day. That was a great episode. Our, banner day at the podcast. Good one. We uh, we have that framed. We have that yep. uh, that appearance yep. uh, signed and framed in in the studio. Yep. And and we we'd link to it, but we somebody hasn't been updated in the wiki. So, um, so anyway, uh, Dustin Pedroia. It was announced, I guess, last week. He won the MLBPAA, which is the Major League Baseball Players Alumni Association, 2013 Heart and Hustle Award, which, quote, honors active players who demonstrate a passion for the game of baseball and best embody the values, spirit, and tradition of the game, which is really so. Cool. So, 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 wait a minute. Uh, back, up, back up the soul train for a second. Oh, I'm backing up. Um, so the Major League Baseball Players Alumni Association. Yes. So it's like retired players. Yeah, they've graduated. Okay, so they graduated. They've gotten jobs. They they you know paying their student loans back. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. So he's not a member of this organization. They've given they gave him an award. It's kind of like who's who kind of. It's kind of like uh, Hoa given the. Uh... Wow! Stop! <laughs> Stop right there! Stop right there! <laughs> Stop. I'm done. <laughs> I can't believe you said that. Oh, uh, it's the... Uh, it's the Something should stay buried, Nicholas. Something should stay buried. It's the uh, the only award in made the major leagues voted on by former players. And I think they've been doing it, I want to say, since like 2004, 2005 or something. And uh, Mr. Pedroia won it this year. Well, he's got heart, and he definitely hustles. So oh. I think they uh, they hit a spot on I, there. I think once he once he retires in ten years, they're probably going to rename the award the Dustin Pedroia Heart and Hustle Award. Mm. There you he's go. He's the epitome of heart and of hustle. I saw that uh, this was the only baseball piece of news that you had on the on the agenda today. Um, 
What about, uh, did you hear about the Yankees signing? I did. I didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. In fairness, I guess we should uh, mention that uh, the Yankees signed a catcher, some some guy. Uh, Brian Michael McCann, born it, February Brandon. 20th, 1984. Age 29 from Athens, yes, Georgia. Yes, he's only 29. Did you know that he, uh, he's married to Ashley Jarusinski? Wow. I don't know who that is. That's quite a last name. Uh, I don't know either, but it doesn't matter. Uh, let's see. She's already taken, so it doesn't matter. Wow. Is that really his wife? Jesus. Okay. Good or bad? Uh, I mean... Ouch. Really? <laughs> that seems harsh. I'll have to... No, no, not bad, but I will tell you that uh, her last name is very appropriate. she Polish? She's a very big nose. Oh. I don't know. Well, you know what they say about ladies with a big nose? What? Oh, I was hoping you uh, knew. Oh, that's a cute picture of her. Uh, anyway, so uh, there you go. Brian Michael McCann. Brian Michael McCann. Was he a serial killer? I don't know. That's his name. <laughs> <laughs> has, he has a son, Colt Michael McCann. Oh, I love it when they give their children hunter names. Um, he is a hunter, actually. Oh, of so, course yeah. he is. Um, I don't want to talk about him. So okay, well, okay, we we just talked about it for like a minute and a half. So yeah. there you go. I actually saw an article today that said Ryan Lavarnway could be the answer to the Sox catcher needs, and I was like, oh god, it's that bad? It's not that bad, is it? We won the World do Series. We, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, do we really have? Is it really that bad? It's early yet. It's not even December okay. yet. Okay. Ugh. See, I think Xander Bogarts can, can catch. Xander Bogarts can catch for us. He could do everything. Yeah, with a name like Xander, what can he do? Wait till do? you see him pitch. Oh. <laughs> It'd be like Darnold uh, McDonald. He's going to blow the roof off the sucker. Yeah, he is. Oh. All right. No uh, no more baseball. No more baseball. No more it's baseball. Uh, done eh? Yeah, no more baseball. Not this Okay, week. what else? What's next? Uh, have you been to the movies recently? Ooh, good call. I did. I went to go see Catching Fire. Did you? I really liked it. This is and uh, Hunger Games Part 2 Electric Boogaloo. Hunger, Hunger, yeah, Hunger Games part D. And I actually wasn't planning on going to the theater to see this, uh, but uh, we were invited by another couple, and uh, so I was like, "All right, what the what the deuce, you know, what the hey, let's let's go enjoy some Jennifer Lawrence, twist my motherfucking arm, uh, love her, and uh, wow, really enjoyed it. It is an edge of your seat thrill ride really? like none other. Oh yes, like it flew by." The two hours and 20 minutes or whatever it is was uh, very, very fast paced. It got to the end and I was like, holy shit, this is the end. And, and it, I hadn't, to be fair, I hadn't read the second book. I read like the first 20 pages of it. I read the first book and then I started reading the second book and then I got tired of reading. Um, <laughs> I took like a, I took like a reading hiatus. That's a good title. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> tired of reading. <laughs> And uh, so, you know, reading and I just kind of agreed to part ways for a little bit. Um, it was right around that time. Take a little bit of a break. Mm -hmm. uh, so I didn't read the whole book. So it was really obviously like I didn't. It didn't have a lot of spoilers for me because I didn't know what was going on. So uh, I really, really enjoyed it. Have you read the Hunger Games? Books? I have read all three of the books. Okay, um, but I've only seen the first movie. Okay. Uh, yeah, second one I I was told is very true to form with the book uh the book kind of sets up the third movie a little bit more than the or the second book sets up the third book more than 
what was at the end of the second movie to set up the third, I guess, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, um, but still very, very interesting as far, as far as where they left it off in the second book. Uh, and uh, so I'm actually probably gonna gonna dive into uh, Mockingjay, the third book, at some point, and uh, read that. I've got like two years, right? So we're good. <laughs> yeah. But I I really enjoyed it. I went in with like no real big expectations, and I thought it was a very well done movie. Good. I'm glad I mean, to it's hear got that. it's got good, good reviews. You know, Jennifer Lawrence, uh, Stanley Tucci. You know, did you Don, see Don Sutherland? Um, what's his? Uh, what's his? Uh, did you see Peta on Saturday Night Live? I didn't, but I heard he did a good job. He did a good job. The show was terrible. He's the one guy that in the, in that Hunger Games movie that I could kind of do without. Like I like hmm. uh, Liam Hemsworth. I like all these other guys. I even like um, what's the guy? The new God oh, damn! The new head games maker is played by Phil Seymour Hoffman. Yes, like liked him in it. Uh, but yeah, Josh Hutcherson. Eh, I could. He was, he was trying so hard on Saturday Night Live, and the rest of the cast, and most especially the writing, let him down big time. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, because he really, he was really trying. He really did a good job, but it was not a good show. They picked really crappy sketches for him. Um, mm-hmm. But he tried his best. You got to give it to him. He tried his best. Well, you know what? That's that's at least most of what you ask for in celebrities yeah. that do sh- do shows for free. Yeah, and the band yeah. wasn't very good either. So, um, so you like? Well, I don't understand why. Do, do they really need to have a musical act anymore? No, I mean, I mean, you know, a lot of times, you know, back in the days of like Ed Sullivan Show and the Tonight Show, and then I guess they kind of assimilated that with Saturday Night Live when that started. Is, you know, have these musical acts that would kind of get them notoriety because they were on a national TV, you know, program. Uh, I don't think that enough people watch it anymore. That's what I'm saying. I think it's actually doing more harm than good because then you associate yourself with a shitty show and then you don't allow people avenues to be able to look at it because a lot of times now you can only get those shows like in piecemeal on, uh, on the sketches. Like you can't. Can you go online and just look at the musical performance? I don't think you can uh, do that. I don't know if you can do that. And I know that sometimes, like when they put it on Hulu, because it's an hour and a half show, right? Yeah. When they put it on Hulu, they cut it down to an hour. Right. And so, like, the worst 30 minutes, which is interesting in and of itself, the fact that they can pick a worst 30 minutes, they cut it out. So sometimes the um, the musical guest gets cut out. And they a lot of times they'll do two songs. Sometimes, yeah, yeah they'll, they'll do two songs, yeah. So I, I just that's you know just something I was thinking of uh, off the cuff here, and this that it's just is this something that they really need to to continue doing? Is it what's it? I guess maybe for the audience, I don't know, but I don't I just know. Uh, you know ha, do uh, I like Jimmy? Fa- I like the Jimmy Fallon format. Have the roots. Have the have a have a show band. And yeah, uh, they do a good job with that show. Let them let them do stuff every night, and they switch it all up, play all different things, and they they'll bring in a guest every now and then or something. And I, I like that. I, I say I say that's what should happen. That's that's my vote. Uh, that's my write-in candidate. Well, I proxied my vote to you, so I guess that's my vote too. Two votes for show band. <laughs> too bad, Lauren Michaels just overrode you. Wow. Um. So yeah. So Catching Fire, go see it. I want to see go it. Go see. Yeah, go see it. I I, ex- I recommend go see it in the theater. It was very nice. I enjoyed it. Did, uh, did you see IMAX or 3D or any of that? Mess? Uh, it was it was called XD. The it's like it's it's Cinemark's kind of. Is that anything like Disney XD where they show the cartoons nobody watches? No, it's pretty much like their version of IMAX. 
Um, it's not. Uh-huh. It wasn't 3D. So this is big. But it's just the floor to yeah the floor to ceiling okay. uh, screen and uh, so it was it was it was cool I enjoyed it didn't see it in 3D but that's fine fantastic um, but there you go go see Catching Fire awesome do it do it uh, what else we got um, I was gonna buy you something for Christmas ooh what are you gonna buy me uh, it's a barrel ooh barrel of monkeys no a barrel of discs oh a barrel of Discs. Yes. Hmm. And it's only $200 on Amazon. That's how much it is? Yes. Wow. Wow. But the, know, re- I, the, the list price is $300. The, 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 don't ever look at the list price. <laughs> the, the list price is... This price is, sits on a throne of lies. It's <laughs> for suckers. Uh, yes, you were talking about the Breaking Bad Complete box set. I am. Served up to you in, on a barrel. Yeah, as it were, that's right, as it were, in in a in a barrel, in a barrel. Uh, love this packaging; it's so love cool. It. If and, I didn't uh, have Netflix, yeah, but I don't know. Even just to look at it, I mean, do you? Does let me ask you this: Does Netflix give you a Los Pollos Hermanos apron? No, Netflix does not do that. Uh, that's pretty cool. Does uh, Netflix give you a uh, challenge coin? created specific, specifically for the box set. Now, apparently, these challenge coins What's a challenge were... challenge coin? They were made for the show by Vince Gilligan uh, and given out uh, every season to people that worked on the show for that season uh-huh. as, like, a gift. It was a do- this double-sided commemorative coin, and uh, there's one for every season, apparently, and then they made this one specifically for people that bought the box set. So you could get a uh, Heisenberg Breaking Bad challenge coin. Hmm. Uh in that that you cannot get on Netflix. Uh, you also have a brand new two-hour documentary on make the making of the Breaking Bad series. Uh, that do they call it Making di- Bad? Wow, wow. Hmm. Yes, yes. I'm sure they did. <laughs> Cop- copyright your Compod. <laughs> now we get now we get royalties. Your Compod 2013. Pay us, bitches. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Pay me, bitch. Do you know how much money we've made on this podcast so far? Uh, not enough. <laughs> I'll tell you That's that. I'll tell you that right now. Done and done. Uh, there's also, obviously, you've got over 55 hours of additional content. A lot of that was in previous seasons. God, they've who, just compiled that for the box set. Who watches the, all that stuff? The interesting... Oh, there are people. <laughs> there. The interesting thing, obviously, if you break open the barrel packaging and you see how the seasons are organized, mm-hmm. each disc is... Uh, it has each individual disc for each individual season comes together in a beautiful kaleidoscope of, or I guess maybe you would call it a cornucopia would be the more holiday appropriate term given uh, Thanksgiving tomorrow or maybe two days already passed. I'm going to my this. beer on my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, so season one, uh, the logo is uh, Walter White's pants. And so nice. each there's there's images on each of the discs that when you push them to, when you put them together in the barrel you see the pants logo. Season two is the the pink teddy bear, mm-hmm. and so each 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 uh, disc has a little piece of that teddy bear, and it all comes together kind of like uh, it, you know I don't know what's what's the word when they're all uh, superimposed. There's the word <laughs> what's on each other. <laughs> yeah, right. Big big words tonight. Uh, season three is the Heisenberg picture. Uh, remember that was written on the notebook that was drawn on the notebook paper in Mexico. Uh, season four is uh, Hector Salamanca's bell. 
Ah, ding, com- ding. Complete with uh, fire explosion in the background nice. on the last disc that superimposes it all around the bell, which no is pretty spoilers. badass. Uh, yeah, season uh, five, part Uno, uh, Uno is uh, the tarantula. The tarantula. And okay. you remember the tarantula, right? I do remember the, the tarantula. The spider, the, the, the boy on the bike. Yep. yep. And uh, season five, part deux, is uh, your favorite, the garage door opener. <laughs> I do like the garage door opener. So uh, I thought that was an interesting way to package those uh, those discs, and uh, they all come in a nice little barrel packaging. That is really cool. But I don't now, know, is that, bucks. Is it Blu-ray only, or is it Blu-ray or DVD? Or? Mm, that is a good call i only saw the I mean, uh I'm not oh you also one, get uh a link for the ultraviolet copy oh um, so you can like download it or yeah it, it is available on dvd for 179.95 so you're saving a grand total of 20 dollars and 20 dollars and four cents and if you buy it on dvd you don't get the barrel right if you buy it on dvd you get a whole lot of fucking nothing you don't even Damn. get the apron you don't get so honestly like why would you spend the that? extra 20 bucks and buy yourself a I- blu-ray player or the apron. Or the apron. I want the apron. I just want the... Can I just get the apron? I'll buy you an apron. I'll write well, in Sharpie Los Pollos Hermanos. It's not the same. That They actually have the logo. It's a yellow apron, and it's got the, the Frigid Chicken Brothers on it. You know what apron it, I'd like to have? I'd like to have a what? Bluth Banana Stand apron. Wow. That, we're going to make that happen. You can have your Los Pollos Hermanos, and I'm going to have Bluth Banana Stand. Do they have apron? Did they have apron? Yeah, it's like a blue apron. Ah, uh, okay. Let, let's let's see what we can do here. Uh, they have t-shirts. Good enough. <laughs> Bluth frozen banana stand t-shirts. Well, wow. oh, it's only uh, 3XL and 4XL. Done and done. <laughs> covers me now and covers me later. <laughs> 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 Got to be All ready right. for any contingency. There you go. Ooh. So Breaking Bad, two hundred dollars for Blu-ray. Uh, so start, uh, start, start asking Santa nicely. Yeah. So there you go. All right. Uh, moving right along. Is that the last bit of news and follow-up? I think that's all the news and follow-up we got, sir. Boom. And we've got two agenda items, and then we're getting out of here. Yep. Awesome. Yep, so yep, yep. Uh, agenda item number one. Agen- agenda item the first. Can can I pontificate for about three minutes I, on ga- on Game of Thrones? I was hoping you would. Okay, so here here's my quandary. Here is my dilemma, if you will. Uh, and, and I know as we've talked about this, I finished uh, probably about like a month. Maybe was it a no a couple months ago? I finished it in Africa, uh, Storm of Swords. Yeah, because I actually I left I left the book in Africa, so I didn't oh. have to take that. So I didn't have to take that fucker back. You're not getting it, so it back. Um, was it the so hardcover? Yeah, I, no, no, no. It was the Game of Thrones, adi- the large print uh, Game of Thrones edition that they re-released. Large the, the print? Lord. Well, it's not the small, tiny-ass paperback that's like 2,000 pages. It was... Uh, oh, I got you. Okay. It's like it was a special... Yeah, yeah, it was like a 900 and... It was like a 1,000 page or it's whatever, like but it was nicer the larger format. edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I hate the tiny-ass ones that are like so yeah, many I can't pages. Read things. So, so, yeah, left that in Africa. Um, kind of been... Uh, not really, you know, kind of want to take a break from the Game of Thrones. It's it's definitely a commitment. Is there somebody in um, Africa you can call? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I'm sure there are many uh, people in Africa I can call. I mean, you met uh, Mandela, right? You can call him, right? Yes, I did. I did meet Mandela. Is he feeling better yet? I, I guess that, that kind of, 
It kind of dropped off. I don't. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what happened with that. He was feeling better after heard... the visit you had with him. We haven't. Well, of course, uh, you know anyone would. I don't understand. I spent, what... lot, I spent a lot of time with him. We watched some rugby together. Why didn't you um, record a field report for the podcast with Mandela? Well, well I did, but then it was confiscated and custom. It was, custo- it was, it was confiscated en route. It was confiscated en route. Yeah. Uh, I, I was lab- I was labeled an enemy of the state. And, wow, uh, South Africa? What do you have to do to be an enemy of the state in South Africa? You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Were you smuggling blood diamonds in your ass? <laughs> no, no blood diamonds in South Africa. Oh, okay. Central Africa, Congo. Oh, okay. Uh, so... Was it ivory up your ass? What was up hey, your ass? Something focus. was in your ass. Focus. Okay. Focus. Yes, I ivory. Ebony and ivory. <laughs> That's a good song. Woo! Okay, so... Can I can I talk again? Can I talk about my dilemma? Because you're now you're talking about ivory and and uh, monkeys, <laughs> monkeys and Tim Curry and uh, crazy stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Amy, Ooh. Amy, go home. <laughs> Amy, Amy. <laughs> oh my goodness. So back to Game of Thrones. Game of Thank Thrones. you. So. My here's my issue. So I, I was taking a break for it, and then randomly in the mail came my large print copy of Dance of Dragons that I pre-ordered like a year and a half ago <laughs> because they hadn't released it in that larger format, and so I just hit the pre-order on Amazon and forgot about it, like you do. I've done. And they that. kept they kept pushing it back. Like every month or two, I would get an email that it was pushed back three months, pushed back six months, pushed back a year. Uh, so I'd forgotten all about it, and. I got an email saying your order is shipped, and I was like, "What the fuck? I didn't order anything." My who is what? There, there you go. So then I got Dance of Dragons. So which prompted me to think, well, maybe I need to to get Feast for Crows because obviously I got I need to read that before I read Dance of Dragons. Um, and so I go on the uh, Amazon website and I was reading uh, a couple of reviews like you do, and uh, this one guy actually. Uh, put a percentage to the involvement of each of the characters in Game of Thrones in this particular book. Oh, wow. And this is my issue with Feast for Crows, and I've heard this from uh, like-minded individuals who also follow the series, uh, that they've had, you know, this was a tough this was a tough uh, book to get through. Do you agree? Uh, remind me what happens in this one. Okay, is I this one read of the this... ones that split... And it's like uh, half of the characters split. are in this one and then half are in the next one? Or is that, am I thinking of it? Yes, one? you are correct. Because here, I'm going to read you the percentages. Okay. And this will tell you why I have um, I have issues with starting to read this book. Um, 22.5% of the book uh, is devoted to Cersei. Mm. 17.5% Brienne. Okay. So right there, that's 40% of the book that I really could care less about. I mean, I, I like um, Brienne. I think she's interesting, eh, but not not seventeen and a half percent interesting. Fifteen and a half percent Jamie. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, I like I like Jamie. Nine percent Samwell. I don't I don't need five percent of Samwell, let alone nine percent. Eight eight percent Sansa. Especially since he doesn't really do that much in that book. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um. Eight percent Sansa. Yeah. And six and six percent Arya. It needs to be a lot more Arya. Entirely too little Arya. Uh, and then and then he adds another caveat that this next section called Who, What, uh, Huh is the 21.5% of characters never previously mentioned in, in the Game of Thrones world before compromises that that's remainder section of 21.5%. Mm. 
And then if you were wondering, if you were, I know I promised no math, but um, Tyrion, Jon Snow, Daenerys, uh, Stannis, and Davos, zero uh, percent. And of that, obviously, Ned I'm Stark fine. too. Ned Stark, zero percent. Clearly, uh, I'm fine with Stannis, and especially fine with the Onion uh, Knight not being in there because he yes. sucks. But uh, oh, Tyrion, John, Tyrion, Jon Snow, and Daenerys at zero percent makes me say I'm going to Wikipedia this book and then read Dance of Dragons. Your thoughts? Um, I I agree ninety nine point nine percent. I uh, I agree that it's it's a really hard book to read because of those reasons. Um, I just don't know if I'm going to read any more at all. Wow. Yeah, because I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I've got HBO now. I can watch any and all of them when they come out. I just, I'm not that interested in the books anymore. Huh. There the you first go. One, I read the first book and I loved it. Absolutely, lo- I just destroyed it. Even the second book, I read a lot of it really fast and. And then, like, it started slowing down from that point, and I was just like, "I'm just reading to read now." So, I T- mean, TV I, TV killed the literary star. It sure did. Wow, it's a sad day. I even listen to books on tape now. You know, my wife has been doing that. She has there's a free app from the library. Yeah, where she gets. I got free an books. Audible account, and I've been listening to books online. She uh, uses OverDrive. Yeah, uh, she does. Wow! Wait, what? Yeah, uh, yeah. We're we're uh, in the process of being called Sonic Death Monkey, uh, but for tonight we'll be known as uh, Kathleen Turner Overdrive. Kathleen Turner no. Overdrive. No, Barry Five and the up- no Barry Jive and the Uptown Five. See, see, there you go. There's there's more high fidelity oh, for you. Oh, Kathleen Turner Overdrive. That's a great name. That is a great. That's name. like that's, my like my fantasy. Where do you think my fantasy baseball name came from? That's almost as good as everybody gets laid. There you go. That that's a great. That is a great band name. They were way ahead of its time. My Johnson is twelve inches long. You majored in Sanskrit. <laughs> Get out. Five thousand year old dead language. <laughs> Kinesiology is the best I can do. Uh, so I, that's that's my problem. That's my issue. I know it was more than three minutes, but that's my that was my issue with with Feast for Crows. And I read that review, and uh, of course, I'm taking uh, some random guy's uh, opinion off of the internet. Uh, well, as fact, that's what and, we do. Uh, and using it to weigh my decision not to read a thousand-page book that I'm not going to enjoy. I mean, I can't, life's too short. I cannot disagree with him or you. Honestly, okay. I can't. Good. That's what I was looking for. I was yeah. just looking for a little affirmation. Oh, I, I will affirm you. Okay, appreciate the affirming. You've been affirmed. C- continue to affirm. <laughs> Consider yourself affirmed. Done. Considered. So now that I've uh, been affirmed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tell me about something this, that you this just should, this should be. Into. This should be a. This should be a happy day for you. It is a happy day for I me. Wanna, I want to know what your thought. Like when I first emailed you about this uh, particular topic, uh-huh. what what first came into your mind? Uh, I think I like got out of my chair and jumped up and down <laughs> because I, I knew it was a gateway topic to the rest I, of my nerdy topics. Emma Tonks. Subscriber. You are a Tonks subscriber. I'm an unabashed. So what, unabashed what have you got? You've got the, the blend, the beta blend, their first blend, the beta blend, and the liquid ambos or whatever. Yeah, I don't like know. I how to that, that was the that. trial. That was the trial. And then they're gonna, and I, I'll get whatever comes on next week. I think they, uh, 
they brew whatever and I'll get that. Yeah, that's what I've got right now too is is the one the liquid or whatever it's called. I've got the full bag of that and then a full bag of beta blend. The beta blend is really good. Oh my so, goodness, it's good. So let's so let's go back. Let's okay. let's go let's, back for a second. Let's back up um, the yeah, let's uh let's go back in Again. history. Let's go back in time. Let's let's get the way back machine, uh Peabody. And uh let's do this. Okay. So coffee. So coffee. You know, I don't know what uh when it actually came to fruition or when I actually decided, but I was like, you know, I really want more than what Keurig is giving me in my <laughs> coffee life. You want it to taste like coffee? Yeah, it's like it wasn't it wasn't giving me the the satisfaction that I feel like in the life that we have, the very short life if if you really think about it, uh and not to not to get meta, you know, on this podcast, but man, this is this is a this is a short life that we lead, you know, through this world. Yeah. And I think that uh you should enjoy the things that are meant to be enjoyed. And I firmly believe that coffee is one of those things. And uh I don't still think I'm doing it by by throwing in the uh, the donut shop every morning <laughs> <laughs> and drinking my coffee, so oh, with with that, that rings so many bells for me. <laughs> with that being said, uh, I said, you know what? I want a free sample of Tonks. I've got a good buddy that has uh, been beating the Tonks drum for quite some time. I did I actually? And, and I trust his opinion. I did get away from the Tonks for a while. I, I, I remember that too. I did. And, and it wasn't because I had any problems with Tonks. It was because I wanted, I wanted to see if I could find something cheaper and I wanted to find something that I could choose what I got. Right. Cause you can't choose. They you just send choose. you stuff. Yeah. Unless you get like when they have one of their extra things, you can like buy an extra bag of it. Um, but you can't really choose. Um, so I ended up going with a local place, but I have kind of the best of both worlds now. Cause what I do now is I'm back with Tonks and I'm getting there a bag of their coffee, uh, every two weeks. And on top of that, I'm using the local place to kind of bridge the gaps when I run out of Tonks. So, mm. um, cause I drink a shit ton of coffee. Um, so, but you, you do, you, where, how did you find Tonks? out? How did you find out about Tonks? Let's let's start there. I probably found out about. I don't know for sure. I probably found out about it because they were probably sponsoring a podcast. Okay. That I was. I don't remember which because they've sponsored a bunch of podcasts mm. over the good, years. Good, good move by them. Very good move by them. I think they got a lot of subscribers from from various podcasts. Um, and when I first started, they were only on like I don't even know if they're still numbering them, but they were only on like number six or seven of uh the the ones they had sent out so i got started really early and i did it for a, a long time and then i stopped and now i'm back with them um but the most important thing for me though is the fact that because you're now a subscriber and got your got your tonks on i'm getting a t-shirt Yes, so I uh, and I know that was something that you were really, really uh, working. I hard. was trying really hard, and nobody would. I mean, you were I out was there. Like, Come man. on, people! It's a free sample. Get me a shirt. <laughs> I just want a free so shirt. So I hooked you up. I've got a it. Free just shirt took a lo- it just took way. a lovely email. Did they did they ask you for your size, or did they just send you a shirt? Uh, you have to go on to the like you know the subscriber area, and you go into invites and you pick which size you want, and then. And then there you go. And I also, not only did I get a t-shirt, but they gave me six referral points that I could apply to my account. So I get a little discount. 
Oh, there you go. So I want I want a picture of you in the shirt drinking drinking your tongues. No doubt. No doubt. For real. Put that in the show notes. There you go. So not not tonight. (laughs) (laughs) No 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 no. I don't have the t-shirt yet. It's on its way. (laughs) Yeah. Let's not jump. Let's not jump the gun there. Um. So yeah. So that was kind of my premise behind getting the the sample. Uh, and trying this new thing out and, and wanted to, to jump into this foray a little bit of, yes. uh, of making my coffee at home, sourcing my own beans, if you will. Yeah. And, uh, or buying and I, and I sourced love beans <laughs> or, or buying sourced beans, yeah. uh, and just grinding it myself. Yeah. And then so making the, and making the coffee. I thought, I thought I have two thoughts about this. Okay. One is this is an excellent way for me to talk about coffee on the podcast. There you go. And number two, um, I'm wondering what the next nerd topic of mine you'll go down. Well, let's... Uh, fountain pens. Nope. Not going to happen. Um, I have started reading comic books a little comic bit, books. so there you go. Yeah, but I think, I think you've, been, you've been reading comic books. Yeah, I, I read them a little bit when I was a kid, but I didn't have a lot of money, so I'll, I'll get you I really... On Hawkeye. I just, um, I mostly just watched like the cartoons on, on television and stuff. So, um, I watched, I read a comic book here or there, uh, or borrowed them from friends and stuff like that. But, uh, it was like, you know, the libra- libraries didn't have a ton of that stuff back in the day. I'm sure now like they're, you know, it's widely available everywhere, you know, on the corner market like plutonium. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, back in 1985, you just couldn't get comic books at the library. So you took it and you turned it. I like that. Um, so, so yeah, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about coffee and how, uh, different ways of making good coffee at home, not curry coffee. Um, can I just, can I just tell you that this, the coffee and I, and I made some coffee here before the podcast. It is so good. Isn't it? You and open it the box and it's just like, wow. The smell and it literally it. took me less than three minutes to make the coffee. Yeah. Right. And it was excellent. Yeah. So I'll just say that there for someone who, and I think that was one of the things that really kind of turned me off initially is, and and I, I made this a big point to you when I was asking for suggestions on how to brew said coffee, uh, is that I don't have a lot of time in the morning. And even if I do have a lot of time, I don't want to spend it doing this whole crazy coffee experiment. I want good coffee, but I want it, you know, there's, I'll have some give and take, but I don't want some crazy experiment with beakers and all this stuff. Yeah. And, and well, that's uh, the so thing. Like I'm, I'm actually interested in that stuff right. and I actually have a several crazy, just unnecessarily complicated brewers, but I don't use them because they're a pain in the ass. Right. So and you just buy them. You just buy it all. <laughs> I just buy everything. I just wanted to buy it. It's on the website. So I need it. I use all our crazy podcast profits to buy this stuff. Exactly. Um, okay, maybe so we, maybe um, we can get Tonks to sponsor us. If that we don't tell good. them how many subscribers we have. Um, so I'm going to go through some stuff. I'm going to talk about some beans and some brewing methods and some gear, and I'm going to make a recommendation, which you will be f- quite familiar with the recommendation I make because it's basically what you and I are doing. Awesome. Um, so so Tonks, so let's just, let, before we talk about that really quick, yeah. um, just be clear about this so tonks is a subscription-based coffee provider yes and they uh source the beans from different parts of the world yes and they roast them and then they ship them to you yeah uh, 
and you get it like a bag every two weeks or more or less depending on how much you want right um you don't get a choice specifically but you put the the trust in their hands to provide you with uh with good coffee exactly and i'm guessing you've been a tonk subscriber for quite some time so you've been pretty happy with the the roast that they're providing you yes i i think you you summed it up perfectly they send you one every two weeks you can you can pause it you can cancel it like i've never had any hassle with them whatsoever like they you want to stop it fine no problem just click a button on the website you don't have to call anybody you don't have to do anything it's super super easy um but yeah they source the beans in you know random places around the world they actually they don't just like call them up and be like hey can you send us XR beans they actually send one of their people to whichever farm it is and will get beans from like one farm and mm. bring them back and then they'll roast them and ship them out and um the thing about the way they roast them is they don't they try to roast according to them they try to roast to make the bean as good as it can be for as many different brew methods as it can and so what i find is they brew, they roast most everything to about a, a medium to light medium roast and so you don't get anything that's burnt you still get a lot of flavor and I've never had any that I'm like, uh, that was a bad one. I just have to wait two weeks. They're all really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't had any problems with any quality at all. You open that box. And I mean, it's been in the mail from Los Angeles for two days. And you open the box and it's still like reeking of that like amazing coffee smell. Um, so so you get it. You get the box. You get the box. And but you have to grind the beans. You do. They do not send ground beans. They send whole beans only. So you got to have a grinder. So, but because the idea is you should grind as you brew. Right. Exactly. Um, to, to be keep, to keep it, it as fresh. fresh as possible. See, this is the thing that a lot of people don't understand about coffee beans. Beans is what really makes the difference in a good cup of coffee and a shit cup of coffee. If you've got good beans that are fresh roasted, meaning within the last two to four weeks at the most, um, then they're at their peak freshness and they're going to be good. Like the Maxwell hot house that's, <laughs> you know, roasted. God only knows how many months ago or the ones that, uh, the ones that used are like vacuum sealed. I remember one. Yeah. I remember one time my mom oh, used to like a brick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my mom would have like they they would bring at the school when she was teaching. You know, they would alternate like bringing coffee in for the I guess the work oh. the teachers' lounge or whatever. And I was like probably like seven or eight, and I was looking at and I was like so fascinated by this brick. This like so you know vacuum sealed thing. I took about it. I took a pen and I like poked a I poked a hole in it just to see what it would do. Because yeah, like, I was I was seven and I was inquisitive. Yeah, all the air and, like, sucks uh, into my mom, it. My mom was so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you she couldn't really get seat. mad at me because I was learning, right? So it was, you know what? I I sincerely doubt you damaged the flavor of that coffee <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. But I remember her being more upset about it than than she really should have. I should have like I want to go back in time and just be like. Really, Mom? It's fucking Maxwell House. <laughs> I probably made it better. <laughs> um, but yeah, if if you have fresh coffee, and, and I keep mine in, in an airtight container. If you te- keep it in an airtight container, it'll stay better longer. Um, but fresh roasted, don't grind it until you're ready to use it. And I mean, you don't have to grind it like 10 seconds before you use it. But like, you know, it, at most an hour or so before you use it, at the at most. And the uh, kind of, I'll stop you right there just yeah. a second. 
the wife vetoed the Rubbermaid modular containers for me. Did she? Why is that? Because it didn't look good on the countertop. <laughs> they don't. They are hideously so, ugly. So I went I've with I've got four the, of them on my counter right now. <laughs> I went with the Bean Safe yeah, coffee, yeah, coffee storage. Yeah, really nice. It was very nice. So it has a, there's like a button on the top. It releases carbon dioxide. That's so, so clever. It keeps it, and I got it in stainless steel, so it goes with all her other stuff in the kitchen. So she's happy, and I'm happy, and man, when I open that thing up, it's just like an explosion of awesome sauce. <laughs> A in my mouth. In, in your mouth. my mouth. Uh, yeah, I've got the Rubbermaid containers for mine, but the, see, the problem is I've got uh about six pounds of coffee on my countertop right now right no so. i agree and i have i have you know let, let it be clear uh again with the the puppy statement from earlier i am not saying that i do not like the rubbermaid modular containers i quite enjoy them <laughs> but uh you know when the wife is allowing me the great opportunity of subscribing to tonks and buying said grinding soft or grinding uh devices Plus uh, brewing methods, uh, I have to I have to do what the the boss says. Yeah, exactly. In, in that respect, it's, so it's, it's what you got to do. It's what I got to do. So, so, but uh, but there, it, it, whatever works. But I know you you have quite a bit of coffee right, right now. Coffee. I, right now, I think that the the one bag every two weeks is going to be good for me. We'll we'll see. It, especially with the method, and we'll get to brew methods in a minute. But especially with the method you're using, it doesn't use that much coffee, right. so that should last you. Um, Bless you a while. Uh, and, and if you did go with Tonks, um, speaking to our many, many listeners now, if you did go with Tonks, they do come in a, in a, uh, resealable bag. So you don't really have to buy a container if you don't want, mm-hmm. but it looks better. So, um, okay. So to wrap up beans, you, you got to think of coffee beans as a produce item as po- as opposed to like a, like non-perishable Right, regular. Like, item. would you buy? Would you buy broccoli that was sitting on the shelf for three months? Exactly. Like, it's a. It's yes, it's a bean that's been cooked, but it's still a natural, you know, product of a tree that can go comes, bad. And it comes from the bad. ground, right? Comes from the ground. It from comes the, from the cacao. The cacao plant, right? What is it? <laughs> the coffee plant. It's the, a tree. Is it, is it, it, it looks like it looks like little cherries. Isn't it called the cacao plant? No, that's what cocoa comes from. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. So it comes in these, like, it's like a little it's a cherry. Cocoa bean. It's where the cocoa bean comes from. Yeah, exactly. Uh, coffee comes in, like, this little cherry, and then they pop open the cherry, and, and what's what you get is the bean inside, and that's what they dry, and then they send it and roast it. Um, but uh, what was I saying? We were talking about beans are produce. Beans are produce. So they're going to, they're not, oh, the thing is, you know, they don't, like, go bad like you're not going to get sick from drinking Maxwell House because it's been on the shelf for a year and a half but it's not going to taste very good it's just going to be like bland and like vaguely coffee like the Um, flavor is gone the flavor is absolutely gone and the thing is it's really hard to describe to somebody the difference in flavor from fresh beans to you know you know your five o'clock coffee in a can it's hard to tell people that it's it's hard to explain what a big difference that is but you know if you don't want to you know 
get the free sample of Tonks, which I don't know why you wouldn't want to get the free sample of Tonks and send Brandon a t-shirt. It's free. I mean, it's it's free. free. It's free sample. Get the free sample. But if you don't want to do that, find a local roaster. If you live around here, I don't know about where you live, but around here, there's like three different local coffee bean roasters that roast on site and they're all excellent. Stop having a boring coffee. Stop having a boring boring life. life. Yes. Exactly. So that's, that's beans. That's what Get I say. That, that's my mantra. Beans. That's yeah, my, I've heard that's, you say that. Yeah, that's my mantra for 2014. That's how I'm. That's how I'm living in the 14. Um, so beans. Get fresh beans that have been roasted within the last week or two. Keep them sealed up, and they'll be good. Um, and and in my experience, like yet you can tell a difference in flavor from the different regions and different roasts and stuff. But as long as they're roasted by somebody who knows what they're doing and is sourcing them well, like, yeah, you might notice a difference, but it's all going to be good. So, I mean, then it's not going to be like, Oh, the ones from Guatemala are really good, but the ones from Honduras are terrible. No, they're all good. I mean, they're, they're all good. So, um, okay. So let's talk about some brew methods. I want to go down a list of all the brew brewing apparatuses, apparati, that I have in my house right now. Are you ready for this? Sure. Are you sitting down? I've I got mean, a, this is, this is, uh, this is exciting. It's stuff. really exciting stuff. Okay. I've got a Filtron cold filter. Okay. Which uses a shit ton of beans and a lot of water to basically brew. And I'm doing air quotes. You can't see it, but I'm doing air quotes, brew coffee at room temperature. And it does it over like 12 hours. Okay. And it makes decent enough coffee. Like it comes, it filters through into this carafe and you put the carafe in the fridge and then you can pour it out into a cup and heat it up. And, and basically it's not any better than regular coffee and it takes a shitload longer and it's a lot of work and a lot of cleanup. And so I don't use it. So there you go. Filtron, cold filter. Um, I have, so, so it's, can we talk about it? it's cold filter? It's called cold filter, but it brews it at room temperature. Yeah, that it's seems, called just it it's odd. called cold because it's not at, it's not hot. Clearly, like, like regular coffee. Clearly, that I mean, you just you just you just cleared that up yep. completely for Crystal me. Crystal clear. Okay, my coolest brewer, which I don't actually use very much because it's a pain in the ass, but it is my coolest one, is a vacuum brewer. Okay, and this one's really hard to describe, but I'll try. There's a glass. That, that's how that's how they make the Maxwell House. <laughs> vacuum brewed that's exactly right <laughs> now this one you you there's there's a there's a uh, a coffee pot okay and then there's a bowl that goes into the top of the coffee pot with like a gasket and a little glass tube that comes down and mm. basically you put water in the bottom and coffee beans in the top and you heat up the bottom and it make the the heat it's sealed so is there an is there an o-ring there there is an o-ring because, yes because if it's too cold Yes, it could it's explode. Gonna be, it's going to be rigid, and then exactly. your coffee will explode. That seems to be relevant to the problem. At- <laughs> no, I'm just saying. <laughs> I watched that movie. That was a good movie. Um, so as you heat up the bottom bowl with the, with the water in it, the steam builds up, and it pushes the water up through the center tube, through the filter into the coffee beans into the grounds mm-hmm. and it makes coffee and then you take it off the heat and as the steam condenses back down it pulls the the coffee back through and the filter holds the grounds up in the top and the coffee comes down in the bottom it's really cool it's fun to watch but it is a pain in the ass to use and it's terrible to clean so I don't use it uh, but it is really neat 
So I have to. Plus, plus the other thing is it's kind of expensive. It's like fifty bucks for this thing. So, oh um, no, forget that. Yeah, so I don't use that. Um, okay, then uh, uh, second to last, my Chemex. I love my Chemex. It's basically if you've uh, there's a, there will be a link in the show notes. You can go look at this thing, but it's basically like an hourglass shaped uh, vessel that's made out of glass and you put a filter in the top and you put the beans in the filter and you pour water over it. And it's called a pour over oddly enough because you pour water over the, over the grounds huh, and the water. Yeah. Makes sense. I know. Right. It's not like hot and cold. This one makes sense. So you pour the, the hot water over the, over the beans and it filters down into the bottom. You got coffee. It's super easy to clean up and pretty easy to set up. The only problem with it is it's to me, it seems a little finicky and there's a fine line between getting enough flavor out of those grounds and making it taste super bitter. It's kind of a fine line there. Okay. So the the reason, the times I use the Chemex is when I need to make like four or five, six cups of coffee. Like Saturday morning when it's me and my wife and we want more than one cup of coffee, we'll use the Chemex because it's easier. Gotcha. Um, it is a little pricey. The one I have is the 10 cup one, which I think is about 45 bucks. Plus, you have to pay for the filters, and you really... The other thing that costs a lot of money is you really need a, one of those kettles that has, like, the, the gooseneck spout, so uh, you can control yes, the... they really yeah. fuck you with the extras. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, it is convenient, and it is super easy to clean up, but it's a little expensive, and it's uh, a little finicky if you're not used to using it. So, then, that brings me to the last, and by my thinking the best method and that's the aeropress and is this what you use regularly or you still use chemex a lot i use both of them a lot like i'll kind of go in streaks right now i'm using the aeropress a lot Mm. um yeah this is this is what i've been using and uh, i love it it's simple yet effective yeah exactly and and i find myself using this one when i'm here by myself working i find myself using the aeropress more when it's like a Saturday morning and we both want coffee, I find myself using the Chemex more just because it's easier. Right, because the um, Aeropress, you will only be able to brew the seven and a half ounces at a time. Right, right? exactly. Yeah. Right. So basically, to describe the, the Aeropress, is it's the best way I can describe it for somebody who hasn't seen one is it's kind of like a French press, but with a filter instead of just like the press thingy. It's a uh, Swedish made penis enlarger. Pump is what it looks like without without the the pump part. That's not my bag. <laughs> no, I, I got a book right here. Aeropress made penis enlargers in me. This kind of thing is my bag, baby. Written by Nicholas Ford, Do- <laughs> Doctor Nicholas Ford. That's not my book. Um, <laughs> um, so basically, it's like uh, and and once again, I'll have a link in the show notes so you can actually look at it, and we'll also put some links in to some videos of people using the AeroPress because that's really... because oh, it, I, I'm a fan of Devin. I'm a big fan of Devin. Devin knows what he's doing. He does, um, and he hates cats. The other guy, um, is it Scott? I can't uh, remember. There's another one that has directions, but I'll put them both in the show notes. Um, well, the one, with De- the one with Devin is of the instructional video. That's the video, I'm, but then there's another one that's just directions without a video. Oh, okay. No, yeah. I enjoyed it's I enjoyed similar, the video. But yeah. So, uh, yeah, Devin does a really good job. Um, and basically, Devin uses what's called the inverted method, which is the only method that makes sense to me. Um, basically. Well, I, watched, I watched that video. Sorry to interrupt you. I watched that video, and then I, before I got the AeroPress, right? And so right. then, so I kind of had an idea. 
And then I got the AeroPress, and then I started reading the instructions, and I was really freaking confused. Yeah, the directions are truly horrible. You would they're think awful. that the directions of the product, they would know what they're doing about, yeah. you know, how to instruct you on how to use their product, but Tonks ha- seemed like had a simpler, easier method, so I went with Tonks. It's much simpler, much easier, much less messy. Mm. And uh, so, so, so explain this. So basically... Uh, if you use the the regular instructions, you're going to end up with co- like half brewed coffee in your in your um, cup, cup. And, and it. So basically, buy an AeroPress and take the directions and throw them out the window, and go to Tonks.org. We've got links in the show notes to show you how to use this thing. It's way way easier than the instructions say. Um, and basically, you just put the beans in, put the water in. You can stir it a little. Uh, flip it over and press it into your cup. And then I add a little water. Some people don't, but I add some water um, to kind of fill up the cup. And then there you go. You got a cup of coffee and you just twist off the filter cap. Do you add some water to what? To once I, once I press it into the cup and take the AeroPress off, I will add mm-hmm. more water into the cup. Oh, really? I didn't know yeah. that. To just give you more, does that Give that me a little bit more it? volume. Does it dilute the flavor at all? It does a little. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, the other thing I've done is I've like, you know, my big orange coffee mug that I use, I'll, I'll press twice into that one. <laughs> yeah, you will so get like basically a double shot and I won't add any water to that. Obviously. I um, think the one, the one you know thing I'm still learning is, I think it's more of an art form is getting the grind size, right? Yeah. The grind size you kind of have to experiment with and, and you're using a blade grinder, right? I am using a blade grinder. So with a blade grinder, basically you're you're experimenting with instead of like a grind setting like on a burr grinder you're experimenting with how long you're holding it down correct yeah so it can be a little the 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 other thing about grind size is i don't think it makes as big a difference as some people think but i mean you do want to kind of try to be consistent right so um but um the aeropress it's super easy to clean up uh you just pop the grounds through into the trash and rinse that bad boy off, and it's ready to go again. Um, it is very easy. You don't have to. I mean, I don't really wash it at all. It's just I, ne- I never wash it. You just I, mean, I just rinse it out immediately and just yeah. let it dry, and then it's ready to go. It's still hot, so I just you know the the I just rinse it, and it's good to go. Um, and it uses little little fa- paper filters. You can get. I think it's at Able Brewing. They have one that's a stainless steel one you can use. And I actually have one, and I've used it, but it defeats the whole purpose because it all. Now you got to take this stainless steel filter off before you pop the grounds out, and you've got another thing to clean, and the grounds get stuck in it and stuff. So it's kind of a waste. Just use the paper filters that come with it. Yeah, um, no, no need to reduce your carbon footprint there. No, don't worry about your carbon footprint. So, in my opinion, the AeroPress makes the easiest, cleanest, best tasting cup of coffee. Especially if you follow the directions that the Tonks people use. It's really good. Um, the only drawback is that it's one cup at a time. Right. It is very fast. So, like, you can do multiple cu- cups kind of quick, but it is only one cup at a time. So, And you can use, it was a great suggestion by you, that I, I still uh, have found a use uh, for my Keurig machine, and that is to uh, to brew some hot water for me yeah. for, for my air press. I was, I was just getting to that, my friend. Ooh, I set yes. you up. So you got to get hot water. There's several ways. There's expensive, 
and there's cheap and they both work just as well. I'm just talking about with the AeroPress because the other methods either don't require hot water or they heat it up while it's anyway. So we're just talking about AeroPress now. I so, like cheap. I like cheap. I know you yeah, like anywhere, cheap. Especially when you're adding something, you're talking about bringing people on to this new uh, world of coffee barriers to entry cost is right there as number one. Yeah. So let me tell you what I use. Okay. I use a Bonavita one liter gooseneck variable temperature electronic kettle. Wow. Yeah. And the reason I have that is because I do a lot of Chemex and it has the gooseneck and it holds my water at an exact temperature when for when I'm ready to pour. This thing is wonderful. I love it. If it broke tonight, I'd buy a new one tomorrow. I love it. But it's completely unnecessary for AeroPress, and it's 90 bucks. Yeah. No no need right now. No need. Absolutely don't. If you're going to do AeroPress, which is what I recommend, don't 20, buy this kettle. 25 bucks for the AeroPress. Yes, exactly. Don't buy a $90 kettle to go with a $25 AeroPress. Nope. So the easiest way to do AeroPress, in my opinion is either if you already have a Keurig like you do, um, and I was I even did this um, before I got the kettle, is take the cup out of the, the, you know, have no cup in the Keurig, put a measuring cup under it, and do some plain water through. Yep, I, just, I, hit, water. I, hit the, I hit the large setting on it, uh, the largest cup size, and then I just throw away whatever uh, doesn't get you because it pulls out just a little over eight ounces, mm-hmm. somewhere around there, eight and a half ounces, eight and, and a quarter, and then I just I just uh, pour it onto the the beans and the AeroPress until it fills up, and then I just toss the rest of the water. Do you have the one that uh, lets you adjust the temperature? Uh, no, I oh, have okay. a uh, first. I think a first okay. or second generation. Because ours lets you. Excuse me. Ours lets you adjust the temperature, and so I've got ours all the way up on the highest setting. So I don't know what the difference in temperature is, but um, it's probably not enough to to make a big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, the cheapest way is to take a measuring cup, put eight or ten ounces of water in it, stick it in the microwave for, I don't know, three or four minutes, however long it takes to boil. Get it to just a boiling, take the water out, let it stop boiling, and then pour it in the AeroPress. Super cheap, super simple. The other thing about the AeroPress, um, and this is especially true if you're, you know, going cheap and easy, is you don't really need to do any measuring. Um, like I just yep. said, you know, you just you pour the water in, the hot water in, until you get kind of close to the top, and and that's it. And then, and as far as measuring the beans, I do one scoop, one AeroPress scoop, yep. of beans in the grinder. Boom. Done. Done and done. Done and done. I never measure anything for AeroPress. Now, when and I'm that's doing what's, that's what's great about it is it's it's super simple. Yeah, when I'm doing my Chemex, I have to be more careful about it because it's more finicky. But the AeroPress, no, I don't measure a thing. I just one scoop, do water, boom, done. Um, so let's talk about grinding. Grinding. Ooh, yes, let's talk grinding. about grinding. Okay, so here's what I use. All right. You, ready you have this? a fancy one. I do. I have a Baratza Encore burr grinder, stainless steel burn grinder. That'll run you about 130 bucks. Yeah, no, thank you. Are you still there? <laughs> wow. This thing has 40 grind settings, which is insane. It goes from like the finest, finest espresso grind all the way up to like, I don't know, like ridiculous, like ball bearing size. 
Um, I use about halfway for Chemex, which is a pretty coarse, and I use about uh, which is about a number twenty, and I use like a number ten or twelve for Aeropress because that's a little finer. Um, the thing is, um, I everything I've like read that's like a, not just an opinion, but like a legitimate look at grinding. It it probably doesn't make that much of a difference. To me, the the real advantage of a burr grinder is the fact that I bought a really nice one, so I know it's going to last a long time, and I can rely on it, and it's not going to break on me. You know, I didn't pay ten bucks for some, you know, I don't know Walmart grinder, you know, or something like that. Um, but as far as burr versus blade, I I'm I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference, especially if you're consistent and you know and and you're getting good beans. I think that's way more important than how you're grinding them up. Um, and as far as grind size, I mean, they say, you know, as for AeroPress, they say, you know, table salt consistency, you know, something like that. I say just, you know, grind it for X number of seconds. If you're using a blade grinder, grind it for X number of seconds. If that's too strong, don't grind as long next time. If it's too weak, grind a little longer next time, you know, so... So if it's the finer, the finer you grind it, the weaker the coffee, the stronger the coffee, the stronger the coffee. Yeah. Cause you got okay. more surface area for the water to extract flavor. Mm, okay. Yeah. So this is good. This is good. It really is an art. It kind of is. Yeah. And you know, it, I mean, you can get crazy about it. You can get absolutely insane about it. You know, different, different beans and different roasts and different grind size and different amounts of water. I mean, just you know, do what tastes good. And if one's too strong or too weak, just play with the amount of water in it, the amount the grind size. I mean, people get crazy about it, but you know, like we got back to, like we said at the beginning, like when, when it's the morning and you want to get going and get a cup of coffee, the last thing you want to worry about is, is this the perfect grind size for this bean and this roast? I don't want to think about it. I just want to grind some coffee and make some coffee and get out the door. Yeah, I just want it in my mouth. I just want it in my mouth. So there you go. There you go. So, um, so as far as you know, what grinder to use? I don't know. I don't know. But I do have I do have some recommendations, which you could probably guess from what we've just been going on about. Um, you definitely, definitely need to get good beans. That's the most, very most important part: is get good beans. You don't have to get Tonks. I like Tonks, but like there's a lot of places online you can get fresh roasted beans. And chances are, if you live anywhere near a city at all, you can get fresh roasted beans from a coffee roaster. If they've got three coffee roasters in Richmond, then they definitely got coffee roasters everywhere. So get fresh roasted beans. The other thing about having a local place is you can go and you can try it. And a lot of those places will like make you some to let you try it before you buy like a big pound bag and stuff um as far as brew method i strongly strongly recommend the aeropress i sort of recommend the chemex but you kind of have to be ready to play around with it and get it right um if you're not interested in doing that and you want to brew more than one cup at a time i would go with like a regular drip and um just get really good beans um and then as far as grinding i say you know 
get a blade grinder, see if that works for you. If it's not, then maybe think about down the line upgrading to a burr grinder, but I wouldn't, I certainly wouldn't spend $130 right off the bat. So, um, I would get though, uh, something that looks like it's well-made enough to last a while because a lot of those blade grinders, you know, they're, they're a small appliance, but they, they turn a lot of RPMs. And if that thing's not made well, it's going to, it's going to eventually wear out. So get yeah, one. I got, get I got one, one for pretty, I mean like 18 bucks on Amazon, but I wasn't too happy with it because, uh, you have to actually turn the machine upside down to get the, the beans out, mm-hmm. uh, the grinds out. And that was just kind of annoying because then it was still plugged in and it was just a pain in the butt. Uh, so I was, a, I got another one, um, on another site, a KitchenAid one, um, that I think you can get it like target for like 30 bucks. Uh, but it actually has a, a canister that you lift out and you can deposit the grinds very easily through the air press, uh, funnel. That's nice. So it'll work for me for now. And, awesome. uh, if I need somewhere down the road to upgrade to, uh, to something else, then I'll revisit it. But for now, uh, you know, it was a, a for a, what amounts to a $50 investment, uh, to have good coffee between the, the grinder and, uh, the air press, then uh, I think it was well worth it. Yeah. I, I, I think you made some good decisions. I, the thing is, I don't think, you know, if you go from a $30 blade grinder to a $130 burr grinder, I don't think you're going to notice a hundred dollars better coffee. There you go. So I just, I, unless you have a need for something like that, which I mean, arguably I don't have a need for it. I just like it and it's well-made and you know, um, I don't uh, unless you really have a need for it. I don't really see the need to spend the money. So well, 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 good. Appreciate yeah. that. You know, I, I real I think this was the uh, the definitive uh, coffee podcast. I think so. I think of, we covered a lot of bases. Uh, I know you're happy to finally be able to get it out. I am. I can talk about. Wait it. to talk about fountain pens next week. Nope. 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 No. 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 Nope. <laughs> that is a that is a no and a no. Negatory, good buddy. <laughs> Negatory. <laughs> Uh, so that's it though. That's all. That's all folks. Oh, we got some picks. We got some picks. Uh, would you like to go first with your pick? Sure. I'll or go do first. You want, you, why don't I go first? You talked for a while. Okay. My turn. Um, so my pick, uh, is a website. Um, very appropriate. Hopefully depending on the timeliness of the posting of this podcast. Uh, but it is a website, uh, that will help you with uh, your Black Friday shopping. Oh. Uh, it's called slickdeals.net. Slick. Oh, comes right up in Google search. Slickdeals.net, and you can click on... Now, this is a site that runs all year-round and compiles sites from the interwebs uh, in terms of good deals that are all over the place. But obviously, Black Friday being as big of a deal day as there is uh, in capitalist america uh if you click on they have a whole tab for black black friday and if i will if you will um i will direct you to uh under the the title of 2013 black friday deals Mm -hmm. if you click on editor's guide editor's guide it will uh, do all the work for you it's it organizes best deals by category so it has the best 32 inch hgtv best portable hard drive best flash drive uh best media player vizio for 688 yeah, or you can get, I mean, it, there's some really good deals. So it compiles all the Black Friday ads and finds you the best deal based on what you're looking for. Whoa, you can get a 16 gig iPad Air Wi Fi with a $100 Target gift card for $479. That's a steal and a half. That's a pretty good deal. That's a great. Oh, dude, dude, dude. 
250 gigabyte Sony PlayStation 3 with Last of Us and Batman Arkham Origins for 187. Yeah, that's pretty good. I saw there was an X. I don't know if it's on here. It's probably because it was on the that was the best console. There was a one uh, right around that price for an oh, Xbox 24 for, inch 1080p monitor for 100 bucks. Open. <laughs> Open. See, it's a best you buy. Just, you just uh, you just gone down the rabbit hole. Oh my goodness! Uh, you should not have told me about this site. I, it's great, right? It's uh, it's a great website, oh, especially on Black. I, and I don't check this out, this website out, probably as much as I should, but I definitely do on Black Friday because it it does all the work for me, and I'm a lazy son of a bitch, so uh, I'm oh. all about them doing it for me so this i recommend awesome. you going to slickdeals.net and uh click on black friday and click on editor's guide and uh there's also i think a mobile app you can access from your ipad or iphone but um you know this is a this is an easy way as any to to, to get you to where you need to go and then yeah. obviously there's links everywhere to this to the actual sites it tells you what the what the item is with the link uh where you can get it and the price so i think uh it's pretty i will put uh slick deals and the editor's guide in the show notes excellent so that is my uh pick of the week oh, that is fantastic you're you welcome are a gentleman and a scholar i'm gonna leave you're that you know i'm open. just i'm just throwing out uh my picks have been locked and loaded these last couple of weeks boom, boom, boom. i told you you would like the challenger movie I did like the Challenger movie. Yet again, proving the point that whenever you recommend a movie, I have to go watch it. It was good. It was, it was really good. It was very interesting uh, that this whole that whole thing could have been prevented if um, you know NASA didn't want to get these uh, government contracts. The, the defense and, contracts. Uh, I had read something about the defense contracts, but I didn't know that it was like to that extent. Yeah, it's it's crazy. You know, they were trying to, to launch all those rockets and. They shouldn't have launched in January, and uh, it failed, and, and people lost their lives because people are stupid. Can I stop you for one second? Yeah. 32 gigabyte Microsoft Surface RT tablet with keyboard cover, 229 Where's that at? Fry's. That's what? It's at Fry's. Oh, okay. Really? Hmm. Yeah, man. Not bad. I'm telling you, there's, there's some really good deals here. I want a new TV and a new monitor. The mo- that's a very good deal for the monitor. That's a great deal, ninety nine bucks. I wonder if you can get that online. I don't know. I wonder if that's what, one of their door it's busters. Best buy, probably. I wonder if it's one of their door busters. They. Uh, I ain't busting their door. Wow, that just happened. <laughs> so there's my pick. What's yours, bro? Okay, I also have a website, but it's more of a web service. Okay, okay. so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell. You, well, you know, I had like four different picks, and I had to pick between them because I couldn't decide. But um, Maybe some of the others will show up in a, in a different episode, um, but I finally made my pick. Okay, so I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell you a little story, and then I'm gonna give you this the solution to the quandary I pon- I pose to you. Okay, so let's say uh, you go to your parents' house uh, tomorrow for Thanksgiving, and they want you to like fix their computer, right, or like update it or do something. Okay, has this ever happened to you, sir? Um, say that again. I was doing something else. <laughs> I'm glad I told my story. Okay, so so do you ever have to fix your parents' computer? Uh, thankfully, I haven't had to do it in the last couple of years. When I gave my mom my iPad one, um, oh, but I used to, yeah I used to have to do it all the time. Okay, so let's say for argument's sake, because this is what I have to deal with. Let's say your parents have an older iMac on their desk, and they're 
constantly needing to update it and they're not updating it and anyway so let's say that's, you know that's my wife you know she she has like before thank god the new um ios and automatic updates because oh, she would god. literally have like 150 apps to update and like three ios updates oh. in the settings and i was like god, do you I know what the numbers on the I, icons I can't, mean? I can't even look at your phone right now like i can't even i can't even hold your phone oh uh, well it hurts it hurts I, me hurts my soul thankfully ios is taking care of that but you know if they have if you're if your parents or grandparents or you know cousin across town has a pc or a mac on their desktop that is you know, you might need to like go over there and, and do stuff on. Um, it could be a pain in the ass. Um, and my parents live three miles away, but like I don't want to like get in the car and drive over there just to like check and see if they need to update something. Like it's a pain in the butt, and I certainly don't want to get on the phone and talk my dad through it because Art is not good with the computers, um, Ooh, and neither that. is Luann, to be honest with you. Um, wow. So uh, thank you, uh, friend of the show, Katie and Chesapeake, for that. Um, so I found this thing. Uh, I used to use iChat to log into his computer and do what I needed to do. And I had it set up. There was like a place where you could like set it up um, where if I sent an invitation to share his screen, like it would just automatically accept it and I could do it. Um, so he wouldn't even have to be at the computer and it was great. But now I have Mavericks and he has, I don't know. I don't know what he's got. There's not much Ram on that thing. So I don't know which one he's got, but he doesn't have Mavericks and, but I do. So I have iMessage and he's got iChat. And so I can't do that anymore with the share of the screen thing unless I sign out of my iCloud and into his iCloud on my machine. It's just a big giant cluster. So it's hard to do. So I found this service called log me in and, um, let's see here. It's at logmein.com. I'll put a link in the show notes. Basically what it does is you install this thing on the, on the other person's computer and on your computer and you, it opens up a web page basically where you can see their screen and control their screen, just like you're st- sitting there. And the best part about this, ask me how much this costs. How much does that cost? Nicholas? Nothing. What? Okay, so if you have, uh, let me see here. I I can't find it now. But if you have, I think it's ten or less machines. It's free. So I right now have two machines on this. I have mine and I have his. So it's costing me nothing, and I can't do a whole lot. Like uh, I can't do file transfers. Um, I can't do. Um, there's a couple of other things I can't do, um, like syncing the clipboard and, and stuff like that. But for what I need to do, which is just log into his screen, do some updates, make sure right. things are working, it works perfectly, and it's free. If you do need to go to the pro version, it's $70 a year, um, but I don't need to do it, so what do I care? Um, they also have... A free, I believe it was free, iPad and iPhone app. So I can log into his computer from my brand new iPad mini with Retina display and control his computer there. Wow. Yes. And I can also sit on my butt on my couch and control my own computer from it. Huh. There you go. It's so nice. Super nice. I think it's 10 or fewer. It might be less than that, but I think it's 10 or fewer. It's free. I know for what I have, it's which is my computer, his computer, my iPhone, and my iPad. I'm paying nothing. And they keep asking me to upgrade, but I'm not going to. So um, <laughs> they, they give you like the pro for like 
two weeks or something and then they drop you back to the to the free tier um but i mean it's it's wonderful it works like oh the only thing you have to do is install it on both machines and you're done boom and i even put the way it works is it opens up a website and it will let you make a shortcut uh, to this web page where you control the other computer. So I just have a shortcut on my desktop with, uh, with a URL that just double click it and I've got his computer. Boom, man. It's just like that. So you can literally adding one more thing that you can just sit on the couch and do. Yes, exactly. You don't have to get up. You don't have to talk to anybody. I don't have to talk to anybody. I don't have to, you don't have to leave the house. Oh, it's so nice. Wow. There you go. One one app at a time, just in, increasing so, the ability for you not to have to leave your uh, your couch. Hey, I'm I'm doing God's work here. <laughs> uh, so it's uh, it's log me in free. There's log me in pro also, but why pay seventy bucks if you don't need to? There you go. That's what I say. <laughs> I've heard you say that. I say many things. <laughs> that is that is just one one of many. So yeah, they've got some other services that they do too, but I don't really use those. So. Cool, so, cool. Well, that's a, that's a very useful uh, suggestion there, Nicholas. I like it. I like Good it Good job. Good job by you. Thanks, man. So that is all for today. Yeah, it is. And uh, do you have a, do you have a special outro? Do we do we switch the outro up, or is that the uh, same? It's the same. Oh, <laughs> oh buzzkill. I get so pissed wah, off with GarageBand. <laughs> I was so mad. I was like, screw it. Same music. Ah, yeah, Damn, I'm done. I'm done with you. Um, so that's that's it. That was a good show. I enjoyed it very much. I hope you, uh, you as well as our lovely listeners, uh, will enjoy or have enjoyed uh, time with their family around this holiday season and uh, eat a lot of turkey, watch some football, and uh, maybe think about some uh, some good deals on Black Friday. Maybe uh, maybe go into talks.org. Yes, do it. Is it Get some free it stuff. It's tonks.org, right? It's not tonks.org. Uh, yeah. And um, if you get in touch with Mr. Fish, he can send you a code. And first person to uh, refer to get on there with his code wins him a free T-shirt. Let me ask you, do they? when do you know what the blend is that they're going to be sending you Like, and get information on uh, that? Let me see here. I is, don't, it ju- is it just like they just tell you when you get it? If or? you follow their... Um, if you follow their Twitter, I think they say it on there like the day of the okay. day they roast it and send it out. Gotcha. And then if it's a special one, obviously they'll um, they'll send it out beforehand so that you have a chance to order it. Do they do that quite a bit? The special ones? Yes, like um, the beta blend like they had. Or They hadn't been, um, but they've been doing it more and more often, which is nice. Cool. So um, it, just since I've been back, which has only been gosh a month or two they've already done two they've done the beta blend and then they did another one uh, a couple weeks ago so it was a very it was a very memorable one um referred to as the other one the other one mm-hmm. i can actually tell you because i can look at my shipments no that's okay it was called um, we're good that's it's fine. el regalito all right there you go from guatemala all right so uh status delivered status uh already consumed <laughs> well consumed uh so that is all for now we will we'll be back uh, in your ear holes uh, very very soon yep as always thanks for uh downloading and uh, occasionally listening for nicholas this is brandon have an a1 day 